Hey, I'm Robbie Kramer. You're listening to the Leverage Podcast, where we discuss using your social skills to hack dating, travel, finding your dream job, and becoming a complete man. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Leverage Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Kramer. And today we've got a really special guest, a close friend of a friend named Gabriel Gray, who is the founder and executive instructor at Surgical Pickup. And he's been practicing and teaching technique-based cold approach pickup for almost a decade now. Uh, He's traveled the world, taught thousands of men, his unique concepts, strategies, and techniques for attracting, dating, and sleeping with women that have transformed the dating lives of his students. He's become very well known for his technical and analytical his technical and analytical approach to the pickup, seeing it as nothing more than a skill set that can be studied, learned, and mastered by anyone. Uh, And having internalized the outer game techniques and principles to a core level, Gabriel's style looks deceivingly natural, despite being heavily technical and completely replicable by his students. Uh, Sorry, I'm having trouble talking today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's great to have you on, Gabriel. Awesome. Glad to be here. Glad to, uh, I've heard a lot of good things about you. So hopefully I can provide some value. Yeah. Um, we met through, uh, Jared psych Lawrence, who, um, he's been on the podcast a couple of times now, uh, actually just interviewed him yesterday and I told him, uh, we'd be talking today. So he says, what's up? Um, well, how long have you guys known each other? So Jared actually, he came, I, I organized an event in Las Vegas, Social Hacker Summit, where I had different dating coaches, pickup instructors coming from pretty much all over the world to come and speak. Um, in Las Vegas, this was around three months ago, and Jared was one of the speakers then. So I actually didn't know him before. I was just speaking to him online. We got to know each other. We did a few Skype calls and things like that. And then I met up with him in Vegas around a few months ago, three, three months ago. Oh, gotcha. Okay. For whatever reason, I thought you guys knew each other better, but just he spoke very highly of you. So maybe that's why I got that impression. So tell us a little bit about, about your background. How'd you get into this stuff? Sounds like you've been doing it for around the same amount of time that I started. I started in 2007, 2006, 2007. So I've been uh, in and around the game for <laughs> over a decade. <laughs> you too, right? Awesome. Yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just around a decade now. Um, and I guess to tell you a little bit, um, so I've been doing this for 10 years now. And when I started, um, I don't know how much you want me to go into, but uh, when I started, obviously, I didn't have any skills with women. I didn't know how to speak to women. I would, um, it's funny, I would always, um, I went to the school for like social problems and uh, social issues and things like that. And then uh, basically, when I started seeing, um, this is like my story in pretty much 30 seconds, I started seeing everything that the game offers. I started to get get into the game and learn a few of the, just see what, what's available. Read, I read the book, the game, and then I said to myself, I'm going to do whatever it takes to master the skill set. So I went out seven nights a week, five days a week. I spent around also like six, seven hours a day studying. So it was pretty much uh, my life for almost probably six years straight, I would do seven nights a week, four days a week. Um, so it was pretty intense. And <laughs> um, yeah, then also along the way, I started coaching, uh, started realizing I actually enjoyed the stuff, started forming a business around it. And 
I guess that's my story in around 40 seconds. <laughs> yeah, there's a quick version. I've got a bunch of questions. Um, we can so, get the phone now. You've got my phone. <laughs> yeah. How did you, how were you able to put so much time into it in the beginning? Uh, were you in school or, you know, what were you doing that it gave you all that free time? So I was actually studying law, so I didn't have much free time. But oh, wow. years, yeah. um, I was studying law and it, I actually failed a lot of subjects, a lot of uh, courses. I failed a lot because I said to myself, eventually I got the degree, which I'm not even, uh, there's no reason to have a law degree at the moment for me. I mean, I'm not doing anything with it, but eventually I got the degree, but I failed a lot of subjects because I didn't put the time in. And I said to myself, look, for me, game pickup is going to be my number one priority above to be honest, above everything else, above uh, health, above, um, above my degree, above everything, I just said to myself, this is my number one priority. So if it's between studying for an exam and going out and gaming, I would rather uh, going out to game is my primary thing. And if I have time, I will study. Now, again, this isn't <laughs> the best mindset if you're trying to uh, get a degree with something. But I said to right. myself, look, this, I just need to do whatever it takes. And, uh, I went full on extreme. Yeah. It, um, I mean, I basically did the same thing. I was, uh, finishing up university, 22, 23 years old. And I had just gotten a job working at a private equity, you know, investment bank. Um, and luckily it was a very small company and no one was really watching what I was doing. So I was just spent all day on the forums and reading stuff <laughs> and downloading content writing field reports and crazy stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's, it's always fascinating to me, the guys who end up as coaches, because we typically have a similar story in the fact mm. that we just became obsessed with this area and did whatever it took to figure it out and put in the time and the effort to, uh, you know, really transform what's going on. And I, it's, I always have this, I mean, I get it that I'm, you know, not the average person, but when I first learned that you could make changes to yourself, improve your confidence, improve your abilities with women, I was like, holy shit, this is like Pandora's box. I don't know why I didn't, you know, know about this before because it can, it so radically changes the experience and, and, you know, the happiness in your life. If you go from like single, lonely, frustrated to having choice with women, it's like a radically different style of living. Um, so it, it always baffles me sometimes when I'll, you know, I'll come across a guy who's like, yeah, I found the stuff, didn't, eh, whatever, didn't really do it. I'm like, well, I mean, why are you crushing it now or something? Like, no, like, <laughs> so what the fuck else would you do to like, <laughs> so I, I never really got yeah. that. Um, I, I'm curious. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, uh, I agree for me. It's like when I found the stuff, I really, that's why lots of guys talk to me about how do you, how do you stay motivated? Like after a month or two months, I lose motivation. People will say that to me. And I'm thinking, well, to be honest, I didn't have to do lots of things to be motivated. I just found this stuff and it was so, it gave me this opportunity to change my life. And that yeah. was the motivation. I didn't need to, okay, let's try and learn techniques to get motivated or anything like that. Yes, there were some nights here and there, of course, that I didn't want to go out and I went out anyway. But overall, this journey, like as you said it, to me, it was just like, oh my God, there's something available here for me to take control over my life. Because it wasn't, yes, it's, it's around getting women and getting success with women. 
but overall it's about just having control and i started to realize oh my god i can actually take control of becoming a person that i want to become and as you said it's it's crazy some guys are just like okay well that's cool i went out once and uh i just want to focus <laughs> on other things and to me the way i see it is you don't have to be obsessed you don't have to be but you still need to see it as a almost like okay this is an opportunity for me to improve myself and i shouldn't need motivation to become a better version of myself i shouldn't need i shouldn't even need that much discipline or that much willpower it's more about understanding the opportunity here understanding what's at stake and and how much your life can actually change because it's it's interesting i've been speaking to a few students lately about willpower and to me willpower only comes in when it's it's something that's actually difficult in the first place so if you don't have a strong why if if you don't have a lot like for me i had a very strong why i knew exactly why i was doing picker why i was in the game in the first place and if if these guys if their why isn't strong enough they don't have a strong enough reason then all of a sudden they have to look at willpower they have to look at motivation because their reason that got them in the game that got them into this isn't strong enough and some guys it just seems like um, they're unlucky they don't have a strong why when they come into the game um and that's why a lot of guys like you like other guys they have a strong reason when they're getting into this and then mm-hmm. motivation and willpower isn't that much of a factor so what what was your why versus some of these other guys that doesn't keep a minute so for me it was revolved around and that's why for me like almost what you read in the beginning was revolved around a skill set so to right. me when i was younger um and before i got into game i just had no clue on how to speak to a girl and i always used to think to myself okay i don't know what to do i don't know what to say i don't know how to act um i don't know what to do and look there's one quick i'll tell you a quick little story um so exactly what got me into the game so i went with my friends to thailand my natural friends they i wasn't into game none of them knew about game so none of us knew about game and i was a virgin at the time 20 uh just turned 21 pretty much um and i was a virgin didn't know about the game and i i remember telling all my friends and i had some cool friends like some of these guys were they weren't crushing it but they were getting results here and there just because they were naturals and i said to them guys like i'm going to um lose my virginity on this trip this is where it's all going to happen this is going to be amazing um and i would and i would never ask them for help or anything um a little bit of an ego and i would never ask them for help and i remember we went to this one specific bar i don't know if you've been to thailand before uh yeah i've been to bangkok and koh samui koh phi okay. koh phangan <laughs> yeah okay well this was uh in koh phangan so okay we we went to this place in koh phangan and just before we walked in cuz i remember i was there for around 2 months almost and pretty much after the first month I didn't I still didn't speak to a girl and I thought to myself I thought I was going to lose my virginity all these foreign girls are coming here that's where they have the the full uh, the full moon parties in Copenhagen right exactly um and I I remember thinking like okay well nothing is changing here I'm in Thailand for a month and I'm still not getting results so I remember saying to myself let me ask my friends what I should do and my two friends my two natural friends I asked them and they said to me Gabriel all you need to do is one thing just stop running away from women and because what i used to do and i didn't actually think anyone noticed is 
any time a girl would come close to me, I would physically, physically run away. So any time there was a girl potentially next to me, any time I was uh, in a, even in, in school, if I was in a project with a girl, I would always leave the group. I would go home, say I was sick. Uh, all these things. I would physically, I, I believe that I actually had a phobia of women. Um, I don't know exactly, but that's what I believe. But then I told my, my friends, and they said, don't run away from women. That's all you have to do. Just don't run away. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, I thought, okay. And we went to this one bar that night in Copenhagen. And uh, I remember there was like 10 of us guys. There was no girls there. So I was thinking, okay, this is good. I don't have to run away because there's no girls here. <laughs> and I, I still remember there was around 10 girls that walked in, 10 Swedish girls, all of them blonde, beautiful. And I remember they sat down pretty close to us. And this is when I got nervous and everything. And again, my default was to just tell my friends, look, guys, I'm not feeling well. I actually used to carry medicine in my pocket just to justify that I was sick, like to pretend. So I used to tell them, look, guys, I've got this medicine. I'm not feeling well. And then my friend said, Gabriel, remember what we told you? Don't run away. You can't run away. So at this point, I was scared because the girls were there, but I was also, my ego was on the line. My friends were potentially realizing that I was a, a loser. So I, had to, I was battling between these emotions. So I just told myself, okay, just stay there. Hopefully you don't have to come close to these girls. And then I remember one of my friends, he went up to these girls and he said, guys, there's 10 of you. There's around 10 of us. Come join us for drinks. We'll pay for your drinks. And as I remember, as the girls were coming, it's still this memory that I have. There was clearly one girl in the group that was clearly the hottest, clearly the most gorgeous girl. And I thought to myself, okay, let me take out my phone. Let me turn around. Hopefully none of the girls will even sit close to me. Then I don't have to run away. And I remember that beautiful girl, she just came and sat right next to me. And every girl was kind of speaking to one of my friends. And this girl was just sitting next to me. And I was just playing games on my phone thinking to myself i need to run away but my friends are going to laugh at me if i do and eventually this girl said hi to me she said hello and um this is probably like the fifth or sixth conversation i ever had with a female at this point so um the others were just like at school like uh, oh pass the pen where's the exam pad where's the notepad something like that uh but this was around definitely within the 10th conversation I've ever had. So she said hello to me and I remember saying hello and probably the second line out of my mouth was something about her hair. I don't know what to say. I just said something about her hair. She was blonde and she was Swedish. That's just what came to my mind. And I remember she gave me this look. She got up. She told all her friends in front of all my friends and she said, that guy over there insulted me. He's rude. Uh, we all leaving because of him. And I remember at this point, this was one of the worst points in my life because at this point, one by one, my friends, my first friend, they never said anything to me about being bad with girls. But I remember one of them said, like, Gabriel, what's wrong with you? You're a loser. Then the other guy, and these were my friends. They've never said anything to me about this before, but they said, the other guy, I remember he said, why did you even come on a holiday if you can't even speak to a girl? And then the other guy, my other friend, he was like, why do you have to be such a weirdo? It's so easy to just be normal. And just one by one, I remember they were just crushing me. And I, I thought in my head, well, I didn't even want to be. I just wanted to run away. And, uh, yeah. and the thing is, I don't even blame them for being angry. I mean, uh, I ruined their chances of getting results. I don't blame them. But at that point, I remember thinking to myself, okay, 
Um, I don't ever want to be in the situation where I don't know what to do, what to say, why I'm saying it, what I'm saying is good, what I'm saying is correct. And I thought to myself, okay, my reason now for getting, for improving myself with women and getting into this game is for the skill set. Because I don't want to be in any situation where I don't know what to do like I was in that situation. And that's why to me, all of the stuff and my reason is I want to get good at the skill set. I want to not be in any situation where I have a lack of competence and a lack of understanding of what to do. So for me, that was my big, uh, why my big uh, moments of getting into this game. Yeah, that was a powerful story, man. Brutal, <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean, I can, you know, not only, yeah, that's like, you know, you're totally on the spot. Your friends are all upset at you. And then, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I told you guys I wanted to leave. You made me stay. <laughs> right? But um, yeah. especially to get all that feedback that you knew they had probably been holding back, obviously, because they wanted to be nice. Um, yes. And that's one, of the, that's one of the coolest things I think about this whole process is you get to surround yourself with other people that are willing to give you that feedback that you won't mm. get in the normal world unless, you know, you do something that really pisses people off. Like yes. the story you just told, right? Because most of the time, yeah. you know, in our societies, people just don't want to say anything rude or negative, you know, and even if you ask them, they'll be like, oh, no, no big deal. Like your friends didn't say anything up until that point when obviously they had a lot of feedback that they could have given you or wanted to give you, but, you know, they just didn't. And it took that, you know, monumental, you know, <laughs> sort of blow up to, to make it happen, you know? Exactly. I mean, I think uh, it's crazy because it just becomes so normal to us and in this community and in self-development in general, it just becomes so normal to, it's obvious to get feedback. It's obvious to get consistent criticism, to see what you're doing right, to see what you're doing wrong. And it's crazy to think that lots of guys will go their whole life without ever getting any feedback. Maybe they will get a little bit around some activities, their specific job, um, their specific hobby or something like that. But it's never revolved around their personality or improving themselves as people. Again, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's what's amazing about this community. As you said, it's everyone has a common goal, which is, to get to get better to get this handled to become better versions of ourselves and yeah again normal society it's just uh it frowns upon feedback it frowns upon it's just stay who you are stay stay the same person you are let other people achieve their goals and succeed uh, yeah. you stay who you are and yeah that's it really is unfortunate yeah and and even when you do my biggest kind of pushback from my friends because i had a similar story to you where I had some friends who were naturals. Um, they always went out and it did really well. I was living in San Diego at the time, you know, finishing up college. And um, when I started learning this stuff, you know, they were like, dude, you don't need that stuff. I'm like, well, every time we go out, <laughs> you guys end up going out with a girl and I don't. So clearly like, you're not, you're not going to teach me. So I'm going to figure it out somewhere else. And, you know, for a while, I'm, I'm now very close with those guys again, but for a while, I kind of went left and they kept mm. kind of going on in their direction. They thought it was weird that I was learning all this stuff. Um, and it wasn't weird. It was just kind of, for them, it was weird to see someone else, I guess, applying changes and whatnot. So for guys that are getting into it, I always tell them like, you know, listen, you might, this, this could definitely, you know, affect the friendships you currently have. There's some people you might want to talk with about, there's others you definitely don't. Um, 
So, but I wanted to ask you, so when you got into it, um, how were, it seems like you were very attracted to the technical aspect, something that you could model, replicate, kind of took your personality out of the equation. Um, I had a slightly different story, but I really do see the value of getting that sort of training and being able to remove your person. Like as a coach, if you're trying to teach someone else, but your personality is part of the training, it won't work because how are you supposed to replicate that? So how, why were you attracted to the, you know, and obviously the name of your company is surgical pickup, which is, you know, very sort of, you know, engineering brain, follow the paint by numbers, follow the rules. So tell me more about that. Why were you attracted to that style, I guess? So to me, um, game pickup, to me, it's a skill set. And uh, I see it the same way as I see play. I play piano. Um, I've learned a few languages. Uh, To me, I see it all as the same. Whatever people do, I see it, whether they do martial arts, whether they uh, play football, learn learn how to play the guitar. It's it's just a skill set. And I see game the same way. I see game as, okay, this is a skill set that can be learned. It can be broken down. It, it can be mastered. And just because it's a skill set doesn't mean I'm saying I'm disregarding things like inner game or mindset. Not at all. I think that applies to every single skill set. But of I, see it as a, I see it as a skill set because it can be learned that way. The moment I think a lot of uh, guys I've seen, they have different views and they might teach um, more like, oh, just uh, vague concepts or just do this or feel this way. Or if you feel like this, you'll get results. And for me, when I was learning, I needed to understand, okay, this is what I need to do. This is how I need to do it. And this is why I need to do it. And that's the way I look at pretty much anything in life at the moment. Um, How do I need to go about it? Why do I need to do it? Why does it work? How does it work? And I break things down in a very uh, methodical, easy to understand process. And um, that's the way I teach as well. But that's also the way I learned. Yeah. Yeah. I always like to say I take a, I try to take the most scientific approach possible mm. to this stuff. And um, awesome. yeah. yeah, because there's so many guys out there just, you know, oh, man, just, you know, just get in your body. And you're like, what the fuck does that yeah. mean? I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm in my body now, right? Like, how is that going to help me? Like talking to this girl in front of me that, you know, is creating some approach anxiety. Like, what the fuck? What is <laughs> It's like, there's so much exactly. bullshit um, out there, inner game stuff that's, that's not really inner game stuff. It's just, you know, mislabeled, floofy, woo-woo nonsense. That yeah. Yeah, look, um, I, yeah. I totally, totally agree with that. I mean, to me, um, look, I'm someone, I'm actually a very spiritual person. I'm a, uh, I love spiritual. Um, when I say spiritual, I'm a very scientific person. But when I say spiritual, I mean I enjoy things like yoga. I try. I look. I've looked at the scientific benefits of meditation and uh, the benefits of presence, of becoming more present, that type of thing. So I see myself as a spiritual person in that regard. But when it comes to game, I know that um, I'm not just going to being in my body or anything like that. Firstly, I don't even understand what that really means, but that's not <laughs> going to help me. It's not going to help me get the girl. What's going to help me get the girl is understanding attraction, qualification, um, things like that. That's going to help me get her. Now that doesn't mean I can't still be happy when I'm going about this process. It doesn't mean I can't still be a type of guy that has certain morals, certain boundaries, um, 
certain good mindsets, positivity. doesn't mean I can't have any of that. And I pride myself on teaching that stuff. But if I just have that, like the, the, what I usually tell guys is that imagine uh, going to play the piano and you've never played the piano before ever. You've never, ever even uh, seen a piano. And then you see a piano in front of you, you've never played before, but you have great mindsets. You believe that you can play the piano. You're very positive about going to play the piano. You've actually got great, you don't have any limiting beliefs. If you go and play the piano, you will still perform very badly. It doesn't yeah. because you have no skill, you have no competence. And uh, a guy with high competence, a high skill set, even if he has bad mindsets, he'll actually do better because he just knows yeah. what to do. But, but the way I see it is why not have good mindsets and good inner game as well as good, a good skill level. Totally. Yeah, I feel, I feel exactly the same. So once you started, you know, once you had this, you know, quote unquote, traumatic story, it was traumatic for me listening to it, but maybe it wasn't so bad for you, but great, it was very powerful. Um, after that, when you started, you know, studying and, and getting into this stuff more, um, tell us more about that part of the story. What, what did you look at first? Who did you learn from? And mm. how'd you progress? Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, basically, when I got into it, I read the book, The Game, um, and then I remember I researched online, is there any pickup artist where I was based um, in South Africa? And there was no famous guys or anyone like that, but there was someone teaching, and this was my early mentor. He had been gaming for quite a long time, and I pretty much started learning from him, but again, it was more from a student coach relationship i would see him maybe once every two weeks but i had my main wingman at the time and we would go out just the two of us trying everything we would just uh go out together seven nights a week four days and what we did in the beginning we were both really bad and we would go out um to shopping centers that's where we started just gaming at shopping centers and we realized something very early on that we can't speak to girls. We would watch all the theory. We would learn all the theory, but we just can't practice it on any girls because we were both just too scared. So then <laughs> I said to him, I said to him, okay, let's practice on the cleaners, the cleaners and the, the toilet, the toilet cleaners. And what we used to do pretty much for six months straight, we would play solid game on the cleaners. We would go every day for a few hours, go to all the restaurants, go to the bathrooms and literally run our game on cleaners and we would play solid game and eventually i said to him okay let's let's see if we can do this because surely we're not just doing this to randomly speak to cleaners let's now see if we can speak to women and uh the cleaners were men and women whatever yeah (laughs) even though they were they were women i mean nothing against nothing against cleaners of course but uh then eventually we went to uh, speak to old ladies so we would just speak okay. to old women in the shopping centers ran solid game tried to do everything we could uh, and when i say solid game most of my interactions uh were around 30 seconds or um some of them were like three minutes so um, i would run that type of stuff old woman and eventually we progressed to okay let's start talking to unattractive girls let's see if we can do that and from there we eventually progressed to more attractive girls and that was pretty much the process. Uh, so I would go from cleaners to old women to unattractive girls to more attractive girls. But I would always see it through the lens of 
it doesn't really matter because this is a skill set. When I get the skill handled, um, yes, there's a few subtleties that are going to change from unattractive girls to attractive girls, from old women to attractive girls. There's, a, there's of course, subtleties that are going to change. But I always thought that if I can't get an old woman interested in me, it doesn't even matter that I'm speaking to an old woman and not a, and not a, and not a hot woman. It doesn't, it doesn't matter at all. So I always used to see it that if I can't do a cold read or a push-pull on a cleaner in the bathroom, then why do I think I'm going to be able to do it with a hot girl? So I always saw it that it doesn't matter who's in front of me. I just need to practice the skill set. I just need to get good at the skill set. And obviously, eventually then I progressed and went to more attractive women and started approaching girls that were more my type only and things like that. But to me, the skill set was always more important than the girl, especially early on. I always put the skill set ahead and said to myself, it doesn't really matter in the short term if she's attractive or not, as long as I get better at the skill set. Longer term, I want to use the skill set to get the girls that I find attractive because that's the point of getting the skill set. So uh, that was pretty much my journey and my process in this. And um, how long did it take you to start getting, you know, some sort of results and what did those results look like? Yeah, so I went out, again, seven nights a week, around five days a week, and I got my first lay 13 months in. So, um, but again, for me, um, I didn't have any type of any result before this. So I wasn't ever frustrated. I see guys after one week, they're like, oh my God, I suck. I can't get a one night stand or I can't get a date. Um, and I'm thinking like in my process, uh, it was like, I was extremely happy when I got a girl to laugh. I was extremely happy when girls, when I started to get a number, when uh, I started to have a five minute interaction, a 10 minute interaction, when I started getting responses to some of the things that I was researching that I should say to girls. Um, when I started to get a date, I got my first date six months in. Um, so for me, it was never frustration of what's wrong, why am I not progressing? For me, it was always like, okay, I'm actually getting a bit better. I'm actually, I'm not just measuring my game based on um, the amount of girls I'm sleeping with or the amount of girls I'm going on dates with. I'm actually measuring my game based on how am I executing certain techniques? How are certain girls responding to me? What type of reactions am I getting? And then I started to, eventually the results just kept coming. But I actually wasn't so concerned with results. I knew, and this is also what I teach, I know that the better my skill set got, the, more, the better I would get, the results would come. They would just 100% come. If uh, the better I get, the more results I'm going to get. So instead of focusing on results, I said, let's just focus on my skill set. If I don't yeah. get results, let me just look at my skill set. What am I doing badly? What do I need to work on? And that was always my, my focus. So I didn't even know that it was actually slow progress in terms of results. So like obviously, it's extremely slow getting your first lay after a year. It is extremely slow. It's drastic. It's actually uh, scary how slow that progress is. But um, it's, I still didn't even, even know that it was slow because I wasn't like now in the community at the moment, it's a lot around, okay, comparing yourself to other guys, uh, comparing, looking on everything's online. I wasn't really watching so much YouTube videos. I was more like the infield stuff. I was more wa watching the stuff around techniques and uh, what to say, what to do. So I wasn't stuck in that paradigm of, oh shit, what's, why am I not getting a result as quick as my wingman? I was never thinking like that. I just saw it as... Well, if I'm better at him than piano, 
it doesn't make me a better person. It just means that he probably hasn't developed as much skills as me. That's the only reason. So I didn't ever take it personally that I was getting slow results or anything like that. I just saw it as, okay, my skill isn't good enough to get results yet. That's just the way I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I always tell my, my students that it's very similar to learning a sport. You know, it's more mm. similar to learning a sport than it is to, you know, learning algebra or, or learning uh, yeah. more of like a, you know, an intellectual sort of subject. Um, and I did the same thing that you did. I had a, uh, actually had like an approach tracker and I would track all of these different um, things that could happen during a react, during an interaction. And they were all based on things that I could do myself that had no, nothing to do with the result. And I think that's such an important <laughs> concept because, you know, you have no control over the result, whether it's a sport or whether it's, uh, you know, going out and meeting girls, whatever, like all you can do is focus on what are you going to do? What, can, what action can you take? So, exactly. and I think guys get really frustrated because they do focus on the results and obviously the results never come as fast as we want. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually had the, the opposite sort of dumb luck, the first night I ever went out to practice and, and like to run game after reading the book, the game, I, I ended up, you know, hooking up with some girl, um, <laughs> which was, it was total, like total <laughs> luck. The stars align for like the perfect seduction. Um, she was on the rebound. Um, you know, it was sort of like a warm lead because her friend is sort of hooking up with my friend, but I didn't know that whatever, like, you know, the, the few techniques I, I learned from the game worked and I was just like, wow, this is the easiest thing in the world. I can go out every night and, you know, bring home a beautiful girl. Amazing, right? <laughs> and then I, I, I didn't sleep with another girl for, I think it was six months. So <laughs> quite the opposite. But that, that got me really frustrated to the point where I wanted to be like, yeah, this shit doesn't work. This is like, I don't know what happened that first night. But, but yeah, luckily I stuck with it. Um, so what sort of anything in particular that you were studying at the time that, that stood out? Um, Cause it sounds like you just kind of tried everything, which is what I did too. Um, but were you more drawn to a certain type of style or a certain. So when, when I started, um, I pretty much researched and got every single person's product that I could find every mm-hmm. single style, every system. And I would just try take the strengths from every system or every style. I would usually go through phases where it was like six months, I would focus on um, a specific, more of the old school technical approach, uh, routines. That's where I started off with heavy, heavy routines. So I would find everyone online that only teaches routines and lines. And um, that's where I started. Again, I don't teach lines or routines because I think um, the lines and the routines isn't what's effective. It's about understanding the principles and the techniques behind lines and routines. So I teach techniques and principles. I don't actually teach lines and routines because uh, you can come up with your own lines. You can come up with your own routines if you want to when you understand the principles and techniques. So, I, But I started with learning lines exactly word for word, scripts, understanding exactly what to say. And I would watch and study everyone that uh, taught um, anything similar to that uh, lots of the old school guys um, and then eventually I started uh, dabbling into finding other people finding companies that I, mean, I don't really like to uh, refer to 
companies and names on interviews. But uh, I started going into more um, companies that teach not just about lines, but more evolved around inner game work and um, that type of stuff. And I started thinking, okay, well, maybe how can I apply this to the skill set? How can I apply this to the techniques? And how does this all interlink? Some people are talking about routines. Other people are talking about inner game. Like, what the hell yeah. is the purpose? And then I just, uh, for me, it's just studying like 50, 60 guys, every PUA or dating coach that I could find, getting their products, um, practicing all their stuff. But my phase was generally the first pretty much three years were heavy linear models. So I would word for word say this, then this, then this, then this. And it was very, it was ineffective, but I, I needed that. I, I did get results here and there. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I lacked calibration, but um, I started off with that. And then I went a little bit more to, okay, it's not just about the lines. Let me start to understand why are these lines working? Why are these techniques working? What's the, the, the principle here? What's the understanding of female psychology here? Why is these things working? And I started to resonate with anyone that was teaching more of that type of stuff. And again, it was just the transition from, um, from that. And then uh, eventually I went to more, um, I went to, I, there was a point in my journey where I said, okay, enough techniques, let's just go full on extreme natural whatever natural means. And then uh, I remember I started noticing something very, very clearly. My results started to dip when I went so-called natural. This was like four years in. I said to myself, okay, enough techniques, enough of that, uh, that stuff. Just go natural. Just tell girls what's on your mind. Tell girls how you feel, all of this type of stuff. And I said, okay, well, my results have started to dip. My results have drastically decreased. So then I said to myself, okay, it's, it's uh, clearly that stuff is not working at all and it didn't make sense. So now let me go back to understanding what really worked, which was understanding the techniques, the principles and the concepts. And to me, that's, that's what game's about. It's, it's the techniques, principles and concepts to a social interaction. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I had a similar sort of uh, <laughs> experience as well. Tried to go totally natural went to some uh, personal development courses that were pushing like radical honesty and those sorts of things. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, maybe I can apply that to, uh, to dating. Um, had some mixed results with it, but overall it was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> Just remember <laughs> some like horror stories around that. But um, so how long did it take you to kind of get to a point where, you were, you know, really like kicking ass, you know, whatever that level of result was for you, where it was transformational, where you started, I'm sure you were kind of coaching along the way or, uh, or maybe not. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So, um, I was kind of along the way I was assisting the guy that was coaching me and I was helping him. Um, so I was kind of like coaching indirectly, but just by helping him and also my mindset was, I'm only coaching because I know this is going to coaching is a direct way to improve my own game. So in the beginning I was thinking this is the only reason I'm coaching is because it was actually a selfish reason. I'm only coaching so I can get better. So I can zone in on fundamentals. Um, but look, uh, eventually, um, I, it's probably took me like the way I see really crushing it. I just look at consistency. 
So to me, that's a good met- metric for what crushing it actually means. So when I was starting to get consistency, it was probably uh, four, four years, four and a half years in, um, somewhere around there. Um, that was when the, I was starting to get consistency. And obviously, ever since then, consistency has just, Im- the ratios have just improved and uh, become more consistent. But to me, it's all about um, consistency. So I wasn't getting, obviously, the consistency that I'm getting now. But pretty much four years in, I was getting consistency where it would justify me coaching, teaching, and guys would actually see me in field and see the results that I'm getting. And they would actually be inspired by my results. Mm -hmm. And um, what's your lifestyle like now? Do you have a girlfriend? Do you, uh, you know, single I mean, so, I mean, single obviously is more of a playboy lifestyle, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, monogamous marriage. Uh, married or, uh, no, so um, my at the moment, um, well, again, um, so the way I see relationships and everything, yes, I'm I'm pro relationships. I mean, I'm always telling guys get into relationships if it's from a place of abundance. Don't just get into one because it's the first girl that's liked you and you just out of scarcity but for me the way i see it personally is i go through i generally would be in a relationship for maybe a few months and then um go to something else go to the next girl i don't uh, at this point in my life i'm not looking for anything past potentially um a few months um now again it's also for me it was it's revolved around the concept of um game and the skill set has always been more important to me than a specific girl. Um, but I'm not closed off to anything. If um, there's been times in my journey where I would really like a girl and I would say to myself, look, I have to just cut it off because I like her and it's actually impacting my progress. So I was actually always putting the game before the girl. Um, but I'm actually getting to the point now that um, – if I meet a girl that I think is extremely awesome, um, maybe I would uh, prolong that three months. Again, it's almost like a three-month rule to me, um, but I would go for something further. But um, for me, I've, now my standards are extremely, extremely high that it would have to be such an int- uh, not just high-quality girl in terms of looks and personality, also everything to do with lifestyle, how she understands my lifestyle, um, certain habits that she has. I'm very, I'm very passionate now about building the business of Surgical Picker and the productivity around that area. And now I'm going to put everything that I put into game, my mindsets and everything on how to get good at that. I'm trying to put that towards uh, bettering Surgical Pickup. So to me, relationships isn't a priority of mine. Um, yeah. it's, it's not a priority. It's, uh, for me, it's coaching, um, business, the business around surgical pickup, um, then probably game in terms of my personal game and then probably relationships. Um, so it's just not a, it's not a big thing for me, um, to be with one girl for extended amount of time, but nothing against it. I think it's extremely valuable, uh, yeah. but, uh, not for me at this point in time. Well, I, I look back on my journey and I know I wasted a ton of time in, long relationships that I had no business really being in. Um, some of those were for the reasons that you mentioned, you know, she was the hottest girl thus far. And I, you know, had that sort of 
Yeah, I think one of the things that kind of got in my way is I had this fantasy of finding the one along the way the whole time. It was kind of like my why, like to find that perfect magical girlfriend, like, you know, the one who's going to solve all my problems and make me happy. Um, So I had to learn that lesson that like, you know, there's really no such thing as the one. You're the one, right? And then (laughs) you can find someone who's a, you know, a good good partner in crime or a a good other half, whatever you want to look at it. But I think I could have been progressing much faster if I did have a better kind of eye on the prize in terms of developing my skill set and not, not even just a skill set, but doing things, being more selfish in the sense that to get me where I to, to that end goal as fast as possible versus, you know, sitting around being comfortable in a relationship and not pushing myself further. So I think that's, uh, you know, that was, yeah. Um, and how old are you, by the way? It's 28. Okay. Yeah. I'm 37. So, so you started when you were, you were about 18. Then I started around, uh, 20, 19. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Around there. So tell me about a lot of the guys that listen to the show are very also interested in, uh, entrepreneurialism business. Um, and, uh, tell us more about how you started the company, and some of those mindsets you think that kind of carry over to both things that you found? Yeah. So um, the way, for me, the way I started it is just, uh, also I thought to myself, okay, this is what I love doing. This is what yeah. I really enjoy. It's your passion. It's, it was my passion. Uh, can I monetize my passion? Well, people want to get coaching from me and things like that. So I, I started to monetize it. And then I thought, okay, well, now it's the time where let me now focus on if I can get, if I can monetize it in some way, surely there's a way to grow it and expand it. So um, I, I pretty much have been putting the same mindsets into business as I did into game in terms of, okay, making it a huge priority to grow the business, um, understanding that I need to learn from guys that are better than me, understanding I need to hang out with guys that have mindsets that what I want to achieve in, in terms of growing a business. Um, and just improving my coaching, improving uh, areas like um, sales, marketing, try, uh, continuously trying and looking to those resources. So the way I see it is I'm trying to apply my same mindsets of seeing this as a skill set. I can grow it if I, le- if I get the right information, hang out with the right people, execute the correct techniques, execute the, re- the right things, I can grow the business. And to me, again, growing the business is also now I actually enjoy teaching. I enjoy helping people. So I know the more the business grows, the more I'm going to have the opportunity to help more guys, to change more guys' lives. So it's a, it's a win-win. I'm doing what I love. I'm growing the business all the time. And obviously the more reach I can have with people. Yeah. And you have a pretty active and large Facebook group, a few thousand people in there, right? Um, yes. Anything, how were you able to, to get so many guys in there? What was the, the um, marketing strategy? So, so I think uh, in the beginning, um, I started the group and I invited, um, yeah, I think at the moment it's the most engaged cold approach pickup group in the world right now. Um, and in the beginning, I just invited people that, because I traveled a lot for game. So I gamed a lot in Vegas and guys were watching me and I, I didn't have a, a business at that point. But guys were watching me game and um, guys were constantly hitting me up, asking me questions, things like that. So 
uh, when I started the group, I just invited everyone that had seen me game, anyone that I taught, even though it wasn't an official business. Um, and they were like my core um, initial fans. And because I had them, I was just starting to produce lots of content and they actually enjoyed my stuff. They wanted to learn from me anyway. Um, and then they started to invite more and more people and it just grew from there. And then I started to look into, okay, what's the best way to, um, how should I provide content? Should I just do video? Should I do blog articles? Should I, what's the actual business aspects around? How do I make sure that these customers are always happy? What do I need to do to provide value? Because uh, I can't always be around them, them seeing me game. So I just started looking at, and understanding what content to provide. Um, and it just started growing from there just exponentially. Um, I think now it's around getting close to 5,000. But yes, yeah, just started growing from that core. I think uh, a lot of people have asked me this. And the main thing is I didn't, I didn't just start something without having that core audience. So I started something, but then the 50 to 100 people that I brought in, they were my fans, my raving fans from the beginning. So mm -hmm. they almost were like these, I almost had like 100 promoters for me running around because they really liked my stuff. If I would have just started and then tried to get people to come and convince people to enjoy my content, that would have been a bit harder. So what I had on my side was the years of the skill set. Because I had the years of, good game then obviously people were they they got value from me and then the people that got value they just through word of mouth spread it to other people yeah very cool and um once guys are in that facebook group um is is the group free by the way you added me but i wasn't sure if it was a free yes. group because of our interview or whatever um so it is so, a free group okay so this group is uh, a free group um and then uh, we've got uh if to if you get my main product surgical method then you get access to a mastermind group oh very cool okay how long does the mastermind run so the masterminds is um it's unlimited it comes as a bonus to having the product and it's just it, it's an ongoing monthly mastermind yes gotcha. similar to yeah. to my business model it sounds like i have a course called leverage and it's just an ongoing monthly mastermind sort of thing. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great way to teach because it just allows you to expose people to content and engage with them and troubleshoot exactly. everything. And, um, Facebook groups are, I've been running my Facebook group since 2012 and, uh, yeah, amazing school. Awesome. Um, awesome. you also do the, the, uh, seminar you mentioned or the, uh, the thing in Vegas, what would you call that? Oh, um, social hacker summit. So that's, yeah. uh, yeah, a summit pretty much once a year um, where I try to get some of the top minds um, in this community all come to Vegas. We all game together. We speak um, and it's a full weekend's conference. And then throughout the year, do you have other live events where guys can come and learn from you as well? Um, yes, yeah, so I do boot camps and immersions. My next one is in Warsaw in Poland. Um, I'm actually doing one in around three weeks from now. Um, and then, um, so I just taught in Vegas. So now my next one's in Poland. I'm also speaking at an event called Sopot Summit, which is actually in, in Warsaw. So some great guys are going to be speaking there. So that's all happening in around a month from now. Oh, interesting. I, I was just in Warsaw speaking at the uh, 21 convention about awesome. a week and a half, two weeks ago. But um, how do you like Warsaw, by the way? Have you, uh, have you ever... 
You never been? How about Kiev? Have you been? No, not Kiev. Not Russia. okay. Yeah. Well, um, I probably shouldn't say this because it'll ruin Kiev, but it's much better than Warsaw. <laughs> I, I have heard. Pretty soon, uh, I'll have all the guys from uh, Surgical Pickup running to Kiev, and then I'll be like, "Damn it, why did I fucking say something?" But yeah. <laughs> no, but if you should, uh, you should come out and uh, and hang some time in Kiev. It's a it's a great place, and uh, definitely, I'm gonna I'm gonna bug you if I go down to uh, Cape Town because it's it's on my list. Definitely, um, we must definitely uh, do a call on on my group also sometime soon. Uh, we'll definitely do one uh, for those. I mean, again, uh, I, I've heard a lot about you. I've heard you provide a lot of value. Also, just on this call, I can see that the mindsets you have and the way you look at it, I think all your customers and your students, they'll, they're in good hands. I mean, you, you do provide a lot of value. No, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, and so just tell everyone real fast, you know, where do they find you? Surgicalpickup.com? Yeah, so surgicalpickup.com is my main website, and you can see all the the products that I offer there, and then uh, the immersions, the coaching, all of that. You can join my free Facebook Facebook group where it's got loads of free content, which is surgical um, surgical pickup, technical cold approach game. So if you just search probably surgical pickup, you'll find it. But surgical pickup. I'll put a link. I'll put a link as okay. well on the. Yeah, thing. I'll send you the the links afterwards. So join the Facebook group. You can check me out on YouTube, Gabriel Gray, and uh, yeah, that's about it cool man well thanks so much for coming on and uh appreciate you sharing all your wisdom with us very cool stuff thanks for listening if you want more go to innerconfidence.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for the latest episodes